Welcome to In the Know with WTO. This podcast is all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. Here is your host, Brian Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number two of In the Know with WTO, the podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez. Thank you for listening. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen. Please subscribe so you can be notified of any new episodes. We can also be found on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash WTO. And inside Anchor, you can record a message for us with any comments or suggestions. You can also email us at podcast at gowto.org with any suggestions or if you would like to tell your story on a future episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate our podcast and leave any comments and tell a friend or a family member about our podcast. Okay, so today we have Sarah Bartlett joining us. Sarah has been with West Texas Opportunity since 2010 and is the education coordinator for our Head Start and Early Head Start programs. Thank you, uh, thank you Sarah, for joining us. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I, this is exciting, and it's a good step towards uh, getting out uh, the news of WTO and Head Start program uh, and how wonderful the program is and can serve our community. Um, a little bit about myself. I uh, came to La Mesa uh, as a single school teacher. I graduated from Lubbock Christian University and came here and did not have a clue what I was doing. Married a local guy, and 30 years later, uh, I retired from ISD. While I was at ISD, uh, I was a middle school uh, history teacher and coach, and that's where my roots are. I still love those kids, and many of those kids I'm now working with, and I'm serving their children as well, just in a different aspect. Great, great. I know when I was in middle school, I think you were my teacher, but it was so long ago that I don't remember. I was trying to go back and look for report cards or anything, and I couldn't find anything. But um, I think I still have some I, uh, uh, annuals. I may need to go back yeah, and check yeah. myself. Yeah, but it's, I'm glad you were able to join us. And um, you said you taught history and you were a coach, a coach yes. for basketball, it volleyball? Was basketball and track. Uh, I wanted to be a volleyball coach. I did play uh, college ball at Lubbock Christian Volleyball. Uh, and so that was my desire to do that. And then that didn't work out. And I saw when I got here that the Brownings mm-hmm. had a monopoly on volleyball. And so once I uh, met my future husband, I thought, you know, I'll just go into teaching. And then I got out of coaching and remained a, te- a history teacher. For the entire 30 years? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. I just took a history course um, about two months ago. Uh, I'm going back to get my degree at Abilene Christian University, and I took a history course, and it was funny because you forget so much about history, and I had heard about World War One, World War Two, all the stuff that happened during history, and I never really understood it because we're, when we're in school, especially as middle age, middle school or high school, it goes in one year out the other, and it, it was different as an adult trying to learn and do presentations about history. So it's, it's, it's neat to kind of look at that. And um, I know you joined us back in 2010 
Um, what led you to, to us in particular? Well, after 30 years at ISD, I sort of was getting a little bit of burned out, burned out and saw some changes. And of course, the technology scared me as, as being a uh, an ancient teacher and so uh I, this job was posted and I thought you know I better shoot for it now and so uh, I really I hadn't done any retirement planning or anything as far as with a, a TEA but in May uh I submitted my retirement and got this job and started the next that that following June wow wow yeah, I, I, I moved into this building next door in 2011, so you were already here when when I started. So I've been here just about 10 years. So I'm starting next my, door this neighbors. is my 11th. Yes, you, yes. Yeah. And um, as an education coordinator, what what would you describe your typical day as? Okay, my typical day, of course, I'm, I'm very plan-oriented, and, and I have a, a real calendar, a paper calendar that I write on and try to keep up with dates and assessments or, or appointments, but it's just basically checking emails, uh, responding to teachers' needs. Um, some days I go into the classroom and have observations. Some days I'm working with teachers with their education. Some days uh, are slow days, and when they're slow days, there's always some paperwork to be done some cleaning out to be done, uh, researching, uh, lots of time researching, better uh, developmentally appropriate practices and how I can support teachers and staff through the education process. That's nice. And I know that, that you work with really new people that have never been in education and maybe they are hired as a early Head Start teacher and they have zero experience with, with kids or with teaching whatsoever. Um, what some what advice would you give somebody who is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? The, I think the, there's just not one one thing that comes out, but flexibility, uh, working together as a team with your supervisor, other um, teachers uh, on your campus, going to have to have a, a large supply of energy uh, and patience. And um, being able to laugh at your mistakes, uh, at the funny things will happen. You know, teachers always say we could write books and get a fortune with all the different things that kids say and those kinds of things. But it's just an ongoing um, flexibility and teamwork, so important. And just learning from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Exactly. And I'm still doing that, all of those. We all do. (laughs) Every one of us, even myself, make mistakes every day or every week. Um, what, what advice, I'm sorry, what's one thing that you wish you would have known when you started your career, um, 30 something years ago? Uh, I came here, like I said, as a single school teacher and I thought I knew how to teach. And just because I had a degree, it, it really didn't matter. I mean, yes, it got me the job, but teaching is so much more than just having a degree. And so just for people to know that, um, it's just, um, more than, than just the education. There's lots of time and hours. Uh, hands-on is the you know way yeah. kids learn. Especially beyond the, the work day. Some people think that as teachers, you, you get there for class and you leave at 3 o'clock or whenever, and your day is done, which is very not – it's not true. That's it's, not a typical yeah, day. It's not a typical day. You have to grade and plus prepare and so much stuff that, that happens. Um, not so much for um, – our head start and early head start, but more, more for the 
I guess the ISD teachers that have more, but comparing a, um, kind of going down that road, comparing a, uh, let's say a kindergarten teacher to a Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher, um, what would you say are some differences? Well, as far as from a, a our birth to five Head Starts and the Office of Head Start, our, our overall uh, vision is meeting children where they are and then bringing about progress through developmentally appropriate practices. Uh, we don't do a lot of testing. We do lots of observations, anecdotal noting of, of where children are. We individualize for our kids. Uh, and here again, making sure that we are meeting their needs as best we can. Another thing that we don't, we stress out more over, I guess, or it's a, a we, we want to encourage our teachers to do is have a healthy learning environment. All the ABCs, the one, two, threes, those things will come. And that's sort of different with an ISD because they're so driven to tests and that's their standard. And, and, and we realize that. And, we, and this helps them, even though sometimes they don't see it. Right. Um, but making sure that that environment is a healthy learning environment and loving those kids because a lot of them come to us without a lot of love and a lot without much teaching at home. And so we want, and we bring those experiences into our classrooms as well. That's great. Great to hear. And what are some good resources that have helped you along the way? Well, I never thought I'd say it, but the internet. <laughs> you can find pretty I'm much sorry anything. And you, yes. but, uh, but still, we do. I do attend workshops. Um, I still go back to some of my old books in education and look things up that way i i still have a thesaurus and a dictionary in my office i just have to look up words sometimes and yes. don't don't want to go to and as i'm you know raising grand not raising but loving grandkids they don't know how to use those things and i think they're important I and agree. um so and um along your career um has there been anybody that has been really influential uh, along the way for the most part, I've just had, I was lucky in ISD to have a great group of supervisors, lots of principals I went, I went through, yes. or they, they put up with me, however <laughs> you want to look at it. Um, and at the same time, I had a good support group of, of teachers, uh, on, I was at the middle school campus the whole time, uh, and lots of new teachers came in and I was, had to, um, guide, re them. guide yeah. them and but they guided me as well yes. and I had to realize that they had some to bring on then as I came on to Head Start have a great group of supervisors and management team here and we try to work together here again it goes back to teamwork and flexibility and sometimes I'm not very flexible but we have to be uh, and then we have a great group of teachers that I continue to learn from them as well great great and we talked about this a few minutes ago but um What's a common myth about your profession that you, you'd like to debunk? And we talked about like the ISD teachers that it's not just a, a eight to three work day. As far as for Head Start, what, what would you, what's a common myth that maybe some people say that you'd like to kind of clear up? Well, sometimes, well, in middle school a lot, and it applies to here at, at Head Start as well, but, um, don't let them see you cry. Don't smile till after January. Those kinds of things that at one point worked, maybe, 
But it goes back to, and I keep coming back to, the social-emotional component and how important it is. Um, there are times when teachers cry, and, and you discuss that with the, the children, whether they be preschoolers or middle schoolers. Um, there are times when you have to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I, uh, I use the example a lot of times with my teachers uh, as we're doing trainings, and, and I keep telling them or trying to encourage them to know their kids and their families. And one mistake that I made was in middle school. I made a lot of them. <laughs> but one of them was uh, I could not get through to this kid and uh, set up a parent-teacher conference. And the first thing I asked the parents, there's something you'd like to say? And she said, yes, my child, child feels like you do not like him. And that right there was an open door that I realized I've got to back off. There's something I'm not doing to meet his needs. I don't know him. No, I wasn't crazy about him. And I told I don't like his attitude. And right. I told him that. But I learned that that kid was a skateboarder. And all I had to do was say one thing about Tony Hawk. And he was got never his attention. got his attention. I was engaged. And 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 he learned history. He he was, a, a, you know, we we had that. Real, but and and even you know, teachers and three and three year olds, they've got favorites too, and a favorite color or a favorite song. Um, an example of one teacher over here that um, or in La Mesa, we had a child that had some some needs, and we built around Mickey Mouse. That was his. That's who he. Who turned, and so everything was Mickey Mouse. Did all the other kids need that? No. But that's what we did for that child. And the other kids supported the child in that. They knew, oh, that's so and so's. That's his, that's his support. And that's what he needed. And so it, it really goes through birth all the way through adulthood. Wow. That, <laughs> that's a really good example. Th- thanks for sharing that. Um, one thing about, about West Texas Opportunities, we're a nonprofit agency. And our mission statement is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. And with WTO, we have so many programs that do so many different things, but they all, the ultimate goal for all the programs is to help, help the families get over the obstacles and hopefully transition out of poverty and make their life a little bit better along the way. Um, with Head Start, what with Head Start and with your position as a education coordinator, how do you think our mission statement aligns with 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 our mission? Well, you you just said the word obstacles and how that's what WTO was trying to we're trying to help people overcome obstacles and sometimes education is an obstacle and. Um, that's another component that I haven't mentioned very much that we bring in the family and we have a, that's another part of our management team that works with our, our case managers and our, our families, uh, to let them know that they're the first and foremost teacher that their child has. And we want to support that. We want them to know what strategies are used, being used in the classroom. It's an open environment for parent involvement. Uh, we train them, we ask for their input, we do surveys, and so we don't want education to be the obstacle in our community that um, doesn't um, inspire people to be a, a successful part of the community. Great, great, great. And just a couple of other questions that we have left, um, a little bit of, I guess, uh, 
uh, personal side, uh, your favorite hobby that, that you like to do? Well, I have a couple of things. I, I am a yard person, and, and I've taught, a, like I said, I've taught, taught a lot of the kids' parents, and, and they see me out in the yard, and then I see them at our sites as well. They stop by to ask me if they can have a couple of plantings, and so I, I, I'm spreading mm-hmm. those with them, and so that's my, my therapy. I was raised, uh, I had an uncle that had a florist, and I was raised in Austin, which uh is a beautiful place and so everything grew there so i had to adjust to that when i came here and then i also like to quilt uh, when it gets hot uh, i mean warm outside i'm outside but then when it gets cold that's something i can do with my hands and stay busy good good and um music i know you said you had some favorite music that that you like um can you uh kind of elaborate on that a little bit well, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm old. We've already, if I've been teaching 40 years, I'm old. But uh, Neil Diamond is one of my favorites. And uh, a- along with that, his song America sort of leads into my raising in Austin at the Capitol. And my dad was very involved in, in, um, in po- not in politics, but in, in knowing your country and being supportive of your country. Uh, and so uh, that that's a part, and I've seen him in concert, and so that was great too. And then I, Christian music is also another part. When I get out in my yard, um, I crank up my CD player and uh, play some tunes. Play some music, and I had the the America song playing in the background. So just in case you were wondering what that was, <laughs> that was just a little clip of it. And he didn't want me to sing it. <laughs> and let me turn it back up a second. I think it's still trying to get started. Yep. That's it. All kinds of people are. We've been traveling far without a home, but not without a star. So I'd like to thank you for coming in today. Um, We learned, or I learned a lot about, about you, and I know all of our listeners will, will, be happy that they learned a little bit more about about you and um i know even with my position some people are kind of scared to ask questions or get to know you a little bit more because they they see you as oh no you're 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 gonna get me in trouble so (laughs) but i I think some of our our teachers and some of our staff will be happy to to learn a little bit more about you and once again thank you for coming in um i am just wanting to remind everybody that Sorry about that. I just want to remind oh, I everybody. I love it. Maybe that can, yeah. <laughs> it got kind of loud. Uh, I want to remind everybody that um, you can find our podcast on on uh, Anchor uh, or uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Uh, for those of you that have an Apple phone, if you just click on the little podcast logo, search for In the Know with WTO, you'll find our podcast there. There's going to be a, a subscribe button. Click subscribe. Uh, you're going to see five different stars. So please rate our podcast, whatever you, you'd like. Um, I would love five stars, but if you, if you think it's a two star, <laughs> just be as honest as, as you possibly can. And um, if you have any comments or if you want to share your story, maybe you've received some of the services that we provide and you want to share your story, um, you can either go to anchor.com fm forward slash wto and you can record a message that will get to us or you can send an email to podcast at go wto.org and leave us a message 
Until next time, have a great day. And thank you, Sarah, for coming in. Thank you, Brian.